It's at affordable prices for over 100 years. You can trust A. Kazi. It'll stay cloudy tonight with another brief shower to low 42. A mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, but with a couple of brief showers beginning at midday. Thursday's high 54. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with showers in some spots, low 36. Friday, on and off sunshine with a brief shower or two. The high will be 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Sally Sherman on the News and Talk Authority, AM 1240 WATN. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Uh, let's see. I'm going to send that message. Just did that. A little housework here. And uh, we're ready for the Wednesday uh, version of the Live at Five show. I actually have something to... Oh, man, I left it in the printer with, for Joe. Let me grab it. I'll grab it right now. Yeah, I'm going to grab it. Got it. I'm all prepped up. I printed something uh, prior to, uh, well, just me getting into the studio, and I forgot it's in the printer. The printer's about, what, 20 feet away? So I just ran and got it. So yesterday's show with uh, Jude Seymour and uh, Michelle Lefebvre, I thought went over very, very well. And we we touched on so, so many things. You, You couldn't imagine... Actually, you could because we did it. But when you talk about commissioners of respective parties up here for the ele- uh, for the election process and all the ins and outs, but we covered so much more than that. Uh, and I think we learned a lot about Jude Seymour. Uh, of course, uh, originally working for the Watertown Daily Times, he was also a reporter at Channel 7. Been doing what he's been doing now for eight years, a big part of the media uh, climate up here. Not to mention the Republican Party. And, and the first time, I believe, we've ever heard from Michelle uh, Lefebvre, who's been doing this for uh, at least 14 years, too. So we covered the gambit. We, uh, I think uh, they, they explained everything very, very well. And, uh, of course, some people aren't going to appreciate the fact that uh, two polling places will be closed. Uh, and I think they gave enough reasons why. And it's just sensible, that's all. And others might say different. The one thing, and we touched upon a little bit about politics and what happened on Monday night, but uh, needless to say, uh, you know, it, the, the, the Monday night show, we should really call it something. And I don't want to get, you know, out of, out of line, you know, I want to be respectful, but it's a circus and it's turning into one. But the one thing that, and, and no disrespect to the, well, I, I, it's take it for what it's worth because that was really, really embarrassing when I saw on uh, uh, Steve Weed, and of course, Channel Seven had their own angle too of all this. But needless to say, it was the same show. So, and I and I don't know his name, and I should, but the uh, uh, the the attorney sitting in, at least for the moment, from the Rochester area, really, really impressed me for so many reasons because he is an outsider. Uh, but he talked at will, at length rather, about you know the uh, you know the his observations about the golf course, and certainly in relation to Councilman uh, Cliff only. Uh, but, and I've known Cliff for many years, and we know that, uh, you know, he is the Mo Green of politics up here. He says stupid things, but uh, he really outperformed himself on Monday night, I'm, I'm sorry to say. 
And and again, Jude Seymour said it yesterday. You know, the one thing you can insult someone by saying, "Hey, your hair looks crappy. You, you look like a rat today." That's insulting, and it's a fighting word. But you should never question one's expertise, like like Cliff did the other night. And I have to say that the attorney just he just put him in his place. And if we can keep that attorney here forever, I would I would think Watertown would be a better place. But that's that's one that's not going to happen. He probably got a, a good good look at what goes on in City Hall in recent weeks, and he probably says no moss. But uh, he makes made some ob- good observations about the golf ball, the missing golf ball, uh, and related it, of course, to our own Donnie. He didn't mention him by name. I'm sure Donnie was disappointed by that. But we all know that Donnie made the news a couple of years back. When he took it upon himself to take a, a flag down, it was the what re- represented the gay community flag. And uh, he took it, like I said, he took it down. And we all know what happened then. And he was arrested. So I was talking to a well-known business person today about this particular topic. And I said, well, you know, what, what's, what's up with that? Well, Glenn, you know. No, I don't know. Well, you know. Actually, I do know. I was playing up to it. Some people are treated differently. And I don't get that. But. I'm not an attorney. I don't have 36 years of experience like he does. Uh, but he brought it up twice. And I'm talking about the attorney. And if you could just tell me his name, someone texted me his name. It's very disrespectful. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. going to go to the text. See who it is. That's how I operate. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, it's something unrelated. But if you could tell me nonetheless. <clears throat> and, and, and tell me what you thought about uh, Monday night's meeting. Was that a new low? How often does, like, say, for instance, Councilman Cliff only refer to, you know, he kept on saying this. And again, I, I, maybe I'm reading way too much into this. But don't take this in the wrong. But when men start using different word, you know, verbiage, it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do with that little gavel? That to me says, I think he's trying to say something else, if you know what I'm saying. It's, and I, I, the patience that Mayor Jeff Smith has not to mention he's an arm's length away. From, I'm, just, I'm just shocked we're not seeing fisticuffs. Someone mentioned it the other day about how they operate at the, uh, in the chambers there in, uh, in Taiwan or in the Philippines. And we've seen, you know, uh, contentious arguments in, in Parliament, both in, in England. We've seen it up, uh, up in Ottawa. You know, people get vocal. And if that video goes viral, and I'm shocked that it hasn't, because you've got a sitting Congress, or check that, a council person berating a sitting mayor. And making fun of him with his gavel. And then also questioning the expertise of, of a 36-year uh, attorney. Um, that's just insulting. And it's insulting to the attorney. It's insulting to the, uh, to, to the whole forum. Uh, and it's certainly insulting to the city of Watertown and, and its constituents. Go to the phone. Someone was there. So, uh, we got Joe Stanley calling in at the bottom of the hour. I'm all ready for Joe today. And one thing, he sent me an article about something. I'll, I'll look it over later. But I gotta, I gotta reach. I gotta, I gotta ask him about this. I, I go up and down Academy Street more than Fat Man's Cab over the years. I've driven on Academy Street probably more than Mister Academy Street himself, whoever that is. So recently, and I'm, I'm not making a big stink about this because I have a, a microphone and a little radio station to, to uh, you know, get my bitching out there. But there is, for whichever reason, a street bike sitting three feet away from the curb on Academy Street two blocks behind the state office building. And I look at this, every time I look at it, and it's got two huge saddlebags on it. So it's a nice bike, by the way. It's one of those, it's, it's kind of like a hybrid. It almost looks like a dirt bike, but it's a street bike. It's street worthy. It's got plates on it and everything. And he's got it on an angle. He's got it on right off a very busy intersection. Because if you look at it, you've got Arsenal Street. It's the busiest street in town. State Street's next. Washington Street, third. Factory, fourth. And then it was like, well, it's probably a battle between West Main or East Main, whichever, or Academy Street. Academy Street is a thoroughfare that you use when you want to avoid State Street. Academy Street is the street you use when you're drunk and you don't want to go on State Street and wait at a red light with, with, uh, with one taillight out and a police officer stops. You, you, take, you take Academy Street. How this bike has yet to be hit in the last, it's been there for almost a month now. Again, we, we, can, we can park on the streets. So, yeah, it's been, April 1st was the first day you could park on the So it's there 24-7. And recently, he put a cover over it to protect it from the rain. So he's protecting it from the rain, but he's not re- protecting it for the inevitable. 
And that's going to be a car that's or truck or bicycle, or whatever, or some vandal that just wants to knock over a bike with his baseball bat. It's going to be knocked over. So then when he puts the cover on it, that means he's covering up all the reflective, uh, you know, uh, what the reflectors on it. So you won't be able to see it. So I'm starting to think that this guy wants somebody to hit this. That's my guess. So if anyone knows the bike I'm talking about, if you live near Academy Street, you already know. You're already shaking your head. You're already saying, Glenn, I know what you're talking about. But I'm adding a little bit more flavor to it because I got this Columbo thing in my head, just like Joe Wessner. I'm thinking something's up here. So if anyone wants to comment on that or anything else, by all means, let's go to the phone. Hi. Hi, you're on the air. Uh, yeah, I wanted to shift back to a topic I wanted to talk about yesterday, but you were so really busy. And by the way, uh, yesterday on that show, yeah. with, uh, Jude Seymour and the, the young lady's name, I can't remember. You mentioned her name. Michelle Lefebvre, yes. Yeah, Michelle. You, that, was a, that was an excellent show. Yeah, I thought it was one of the better shows we've had. You kept, you kept interjecting things that was very concerning to me, and that's why I tried to call, but I couldn't get through because hmm. you know it was a rapid, rapidly moving show and right. good calls. Right. And you mentioned three things in the middle of what they were saying, and and they they disputed a lot about the things of 2020 election. Uh, right, right. And you seem to not want to go along with that. So I think your view of the 2020 election is pretty much tracks with uh, Donald Trump's by saying that it, it was rigged, fixed against him, and what have you. Yeah. And these are the three things you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it, it was. Are you familiar with the CISA? No, not. That's the uh, Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency, a part of the U.S. government that uh, Donald Trump appointed. And when the statement was made uh, a few days after the election by the uh, Chris, Chris Krebs. Right. Director, mm-hmm. he said the November third election was the most secure in American history. In American history, right now yeah. across right. the country, election officials are reviewing and double checking the entire election process prior right. to finalizing a final report. But it was the safest and most secure in history. Sure, you seem to dispute that. Yeah. Secondly, right. Glenn, there were sixty-two court cases that Mr. Trump challenged the election results, and he lost sixty of them. Right. I must have won two of them. I didn't know about that. Including two at the U.S. Supreme Court. Right. And third, yeah. the big lies that he peddled, and that's the term that everybody was using because it wasn't rigged, fixed, and whatever. There was no uh, satellites. Or there was nobody from Venezuela and all that sort of stuff. And we're now finding that all out. Numerous people challenged this in Arizona and Pennsylvania, like that, uh, the lady out in – you won't let me. Yeah, it's Ricky uh, Lake. Yeah, Ricky Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Ricky Lake. So – Point is, I, I still got I still got the the feeling as, yeah. as you were interjecting with Jude and, and, and Michelle. You need more cowbell. Somehow believed that 2020 was uh, against Mr. Trump because of the vote, the voting outcome, what have you. Yes. And I think they disputed that too. Plus these three examples I gave. I'm just wondering yeah, why yeah. you keep holding that position. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, you. For some reason or other, your phone line is it's not your fault. It's not Duff's fault. But your phone line is very low for some reason, Danny. Yeah. And we still got to look into that. How about uh, now? Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's not on your side. It's it's just for some reason or other, it's your phone. I don't know I why. No, I know you do. I know it's weird. It's a weird phenomenon. I got you. Po- I got you poked up. Crazy Ray will be the next call. I got to bring him down to six o'clock. Okay, so here's 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 what I want to say about that. First of all, I thought the discourse between me and the two individuals yesterday was very good. It was. It was I, I think I did challenge the the voting system. I think they they answered it as best they could. Remember, we're talking about both sides of the political coin. And yet they have to be neutral. I referred to them to some degree, almost like internal affairs of each respective party. And that's the checks and balances that you and I, of course, Danny, talk about over the years. But if you notice, if you listen to the show yesterday, and by the way, I did go back to listen to it. I made the comparison between 2016 when Hillary Clinton said and other Democrats said that that was stolen. And yet four years later, and you must agree with this, Danny, that both um, uh, Jude and Michelle agreed that, yes, uh, there was at least, we don't have an exact number, 40% of all the votes that came in in 2020 came in in a different matter that came in not just in 2016, but 12 and 8 and 4, and right back to the times of Lincoln, right back to the time of Jefferson and Washington. You know where I'm going with this, Danny. It was mail-in balloting. And the disparity that I brought up to both of them, and, and they really didn't have a solid answer, because nobody can answer this, is why is it you go from 16 to 20 and you have an incumbent who, with 7 million more votes than he did in 2016, and the challenger with an additional 10 million votes on top of him, making it a difference of roughly 18 million 
from 2020 to 2016? And the well, answer is, Danny, that something is up. That's why I challenge them on all that. It was a little thing called COVID, people staying at home. So Okay, but if people and, are staying at home and if we lost, uh, we lost a million people, meaning we lost a million voters, if you could look at it that way, how in the world did we go up 17 million votes? Well, I, I don't know. Maybe, you don't know. No one knows. Well, no, no, no what I'm saying is the million people that died was over time. It wasn't. Not okay, no, I know. I just threw that as an anecdote. I'm just saying, how is it there is that much of a disparity? And, here, and Danny, here's the thing. You and I won't know until the next election. Now, the next election could include a new strain, whichever, or some new last 11th hour thing. Hey, we got to go back to uh, 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 writing uh, balloting. Why? Well, we, we do it because China says there's another whatever coming over the ocean, and we're going to abide to them because well, they own us. I, I just can't, I can't subscribe to any kind of conspiracy at all. I think you can on the next election if we see the numbers and we realize that, wait a minute, why did we go from a country of two, through, two, 330 million people in the year 2016 to whatever amount of votes that we tabulated in 2016, and four years later, we have essentially the same number of people, a voting populace, and we're up by 18 million. Well, how did that happen, Danny? I just gave you those three. I, I know. And what I also challenged both Jude and Michelle, and again, they're not going to be able to answer all these questions, only on a local scale, was that if we did do investigations in the state of Arizona and Nevada, 62, as you mentioned, Michigan, and the woman, the, the attorney down there, and, and for that matter, Giuliani, got together and, and they came up with other reasons. Are we counting the same votes that were wrong to begin with and tabulating them again a second, third, and sometimes fourth time in those in those post-election audits, Danny? I asked no, that I, question. I, I, I stand by the... the yeah, I know you do, because you want to, because no, your guy no, got no, in. No, the the assistant director, Chris Caribs, was appointed by Donald Trump himself. And when he made that statement, you know, Trump fired him the very next day? Well, I'm, yeah, Trump is, uh, like I said, he's George Steinbrenner of politics. And 11, 11 experts in Florida... And Washington State, and uh, all kinds of places, the state election directors, and uh, Florida uh, supervisors' election. What have you, I can go on and on. This yeah, I know, I know. I'm looking at here. Yeah, I know. And plus, plus now we know that the uh, the voting machines were not corrupt. <laughs> we know that they weren't from Venezuela under whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't dispute the voting as much as I dispute the. Uh, and it's pretty obvious to me because the number. What we don't know what the number is. Someone out there knows. Well, but we. But Danny, hear me out, and then I got to go because I got to squeeze in a spot uh, break. We do know that there was an enormous difference from 2020 to 2016. And Danny, what was that difference? The difference is that people decided to vote because they knew they couldn't get out, so they were going to make they were going to make sure that their vote counted, and the fact that they wanted to have a change in the administration. So you're that's saying you're saying what, that more people okay? That's you, what our democracy is all about. All right. So in other words, you're saying that 18 million more people voted were more motivated to vote in 2020 that did not vote in 2016. That's very possible by by the sheer numbers. But on the other hand. Uh, Mr. Biden only he only won by seven. Uh, he won by over seven million votes. You said the other day he won by ten. He won by seven. Uh, okay. All right. Well. Okay. So it's still it's still a fifteen million vote difference. And an, how does an incumbent get more votes the second time around and still lose by well? I'll go with your number seven million votes. Well, well it comes down to the uh, process the, changed. The people like him. They voted for him. The people like it. They liked Biden. They voted for him. And all so all I'm cases. saying is for four years, and we still hear this, we still hear Hillary Clinton say, and I'm tired of bringing her up and her emails, I don't want to be Sean Hannity. I'll, I'll take his money. I'll talk about being a roofer for three days, but I won't talk like him. But at the same time, Hillary Clinton and her people to this day still say that they won in 2016. We're never supposed to challenge that. But if we are to challenge that, look at the dynamic difference between the voting process from one to the next, and I still come up with something's wrong, Danny. That's all. Well, she, she lost 2016 because of the, the, the email scandal and what have you. And a certain person stood up and said, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you find the 32,000 or whatever it was uh, missing emails, and we'll congratulate you accordingly. All right. Well, Danny, that? i got to go on that because I, that, that doesn't well, come into play. Well, I'm just saying, Glenn, yeah. the facts are the facts. Right, right, right. Your facts. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. They're convenient for you. All right, thanks. That's Danny. And I know we're going to have that argument forever. It's never going away, but that's my stance. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. Excellent show yesterday. Yeah, it was good. Really good show. I, uh, I'm a nerd, though, so, you know, I like that type of stuff. I like getting the inside thing. And you're right. You threw them a loop when you brought that up, the same as you just threw Danny a right. loop. Right, 
if there had been anyone running against Joe Biden besides Donald Trump, mm-hmm. there would have been a scandal because it's impossible that there was that many more votes cast. Right. It's an impossibility that any candidate would ever get more votes than Obama did. Right. Exactly. That's Good point. The gold Good point. standard right. since Obama was elected. Right. He pulled people from both sides because everyone wanted to change. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of weak candidacy. It wasn't because of anything else. It was because we were electing someone of color who had new hope. Right. And he turned people over the aisle. Well, he did. He did. And that, yeah. that being said, right. take Joe Biden out of the mix. There's no way that Donald Trump got more voters. And this is being against Donald Trump. There's no way that he got more voters than he had the year before, the election before. An impossibility. Well, why is that? There wasn't... There, because do you know anyone that said like, "Oh my God, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump"? I didn't before after his his tenure. Mm-hmm. He was he was convinced that he was going to lose. I mean, everyone was convinced he was going to lose. Fox News was convinced he was going to lose, but somehow he got ten million votes more than he did the year before. Right, right. No, I agree. Uh, but you that's know what? Just possibility. I agree. All I'm saying is that you're running up against a wall right now. That's only going to be called a conspiracy. Fit. Theory, the same way that at one point the lab theory was a conspiracy. Right, you know, right. Wuhan lab, that was a conspiracy. But Lefty, I gotta the same go- way, a lot of things were a conspiracy that would come out now. No, I know, I know. I gotta go only because Joe's calling and I gotta do a break, but thank you, my friend. Okay, I, I got- thanks. Have a good All one. Right, th- you too. That's uh, that's a Lefty. We gotta go. Uh, we'll do a break. We'll be back. It's FX Capura Honda's birthday, and right now we're celebrating. And see LA Quarry on Facebook. And we're back. Uh, no Joe Stanley, but it's actually it's not 5.30 yet, so I got some time to read up on this. Joe sent me something about a doctor who um, almost died. And uh, here it is. Dr. Smith, although I've referred to a number of my patients in his group, I've worked with him, blah, blah, blah. Am I on the right page? Am I ever on the right page? Who am I? Why am I here? Anyway, Joe's going to be calling in in a little bit. Um... You know, I I copied this and I I forgot the headline. I have no idea what we're talking about here. And by the way, the reason why I had the I don't know if anyone sees me on Facebook with the camera, I had to run out of here during that break and get some water. I went over to OIP, Original Italian Pizza, and for whatever reason, I decided to get something with pepperoni and sausage, and they and they had something else on there. I think they just had chunks of ham on there. And, you know, it was one of those things. I looked through the glass. I said, oh, I'll take two of them. Oh, yeah, sure. You want to make it a meal? No, I'll just eat it as is, out in the car, listen to Jeff Graham. Seven, five, five. <clears throat> so, and for whichever reason, I guess it's the pepperoni and the, and, and the sauce and, and all the stuff on there. And I just, I've been, I can't believe how thirsty I am. In fact, I'm going to need more water. <laughs> is there anyone in the building to get me water? Holy mackerel. What was it? Mike White says, I'm, I'm thirstier than a gopher. And right now, I feel that. I definitely do. So Joe's not calling him. This would be two weeks in a row that Joe forgot. Sent me an article and everything. Where is he? Come on, Joe. Don't be a stranger. It screws. It, 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 oh, it, here comes someone. Let's see if it's Joe. That's definitely And yes, it is. It's uh, Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Good, good, good. Joe, you sent me an interesting article here. I'm trying to make. I, mean, I read it uh, earlier. Uh, keep me up to if you can keep get me up to snuff on this. This is a doctor that almost died in a simple procedure. Is that what this is? He was having a colonoscopy and almost died from it, Joe. Well, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I, I mean, because the the doctors they, they they wouldn't listen to his symptoms, even though he knew his body well, and they were just ignoring him and. Uh, they ignored him almost to his uh, his death. I had a similar experience with a colonoscopy. I, I had to insist that they they told me there was nothing wrong with me, and I knew there was, and I absolutely insisted that they do a CAT scan. And sure enough, I had a I had a micro perforation. And if I hadn't, uh, who knows? I, I might have required surgery. I might have gotten gone septic. Who knows? Yeah. Because you know, unfortunately, sometimes. They think they know better, or they never make mistakes, which is never true. But it, it was an interesting story, and, and that brought to mind the issue of we all need to take control of our medical records to make sure the information in them is correct uh, for many reasons, for legal purposes, because I just had a case this week where the medical record was 
wrong and it was used to the detriment of the client and uh you know and for health purposes <laughs> yeah, uh, right. if your medical records are wrong and somebody's relying on them to, to take care of you bad things can and will happen so and it's interesting because we were just talking about a city council person that thinks he knows more than the other people in the room including our, our interim city lawyer who's been a lawyer now for 36 years, and he made that clear when he had an argument with one of the the people on city council. And the only reason why I bring that up, Joe, is, you know, sometimes doctors, you know, they think that you know, their patients know more than they do. Is this a matter of arrogance? Are they they just not doing enough, I guess you could say, hardship or, you know, any of their due diligence to make sure that in your case or this particular article that you sent me, that, you know, the patient knows more than you give them credit for, Joe? Well, they should. They know their body way better. And, and you know, it, it requires listening. And part of the medicine, you know, it's been commercialized medicine. Everyone's in a hurry and no one's listening. And, you know, you're in the door and you're out the door. And that's part of the problem. And so that even requires us to manage our medical care even better or make sure there's somebody around who will help manage your, your care if you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is true. There, there is, you know, like, for instance, I had a colonoscopy, and I still have an issue, a GERD issue, and that's why I had the, what is it called, the enthoscopy, the, through the throat, yes. and yes. they always say, hey, make sure you use a different instrument. Oh, ho, ho. Anyway, uh, I still feel like they didn't do enough because, you know, in our do- local doc, we have two of them that do it, and I'm sure they've seen a lot of you-know-whats and so forth and a lot of crazy stuff over there. But they perform some of these like 10, 12 a day. Is that an issue, Joe? Well, uh, I do know there was a study that showed that uh, if a colonoscopy was performed in like 20 minutes, and I might be wrong with the time because the study's kind of old now, if, if, they, if they were done and it took longer than 20 minutes, the incidence of, of errors was like 0.01%. Mm-hmm. And if they took less than, you know, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. the incidence of errors was like 8%. So, right. Uh, right. I mean, obviously that tells you something. It says a lot, but if if they didn't catch what you knew, would you be in bad trouble? Right? Would you be dead at this point, Joe? And you know what would have happened? Well, I, you know, those are you know who knows. It certainly, I certainly would have been worse off than I was. So you're in. All I did, all I did was had to go on a liquid diet. I, I was drinking Ensure for um, for a month, and I was on heavy duty antibiotics and. Yeah, which that wasn't pleasant, but that's a lot better than surgery or, or you know, um, having a, a perforated colon per se. So, right, right, yeah, right, right. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. How long ago was that? Um, about 12, 13 years ago. Because maybe we talked about it at some time because we've been doing this for, for, for a long time. Oh, well, you know, and the other fascinating thing that's reminded me about medical records because if you read the medical records, yeah that were sent to my primary care from this, these doctors, nothing happened to me. There was, there was, no, there was no mention, nothing. Mm. They're completely and totally false. Mm. <laughs> They're completely and totally false. And you say, uh, and, you're little, and you've said it here, but you do the vignettes with, with Angela on TV. We see them every night, by the way, and when you do them at the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, that uh, you, know, you, you like handwritten reports as opposed to the digital uh, reports, Joe. Is that a lot of copying well, and pasting? Or what? I, I, you know, the, the, yeah, it, it really, I, I prefer an accurate report. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you do them digitally and you do them and you don't use, you don't use forms, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's easier and better and mm-hmm. it's legible. Right. Uh, yeah, right. So it's really a question of accuracy. And, you know, that's why, again, monitoring and managing your medical records. I can't tell you the number of clients over the years that I've sent medical records to for them to read. Mm-hmm. Because, and they're appalled because the records, what the doctors say about them, is not what they recall the doctors telling them. Interesting. I've, I've had many discussions over the years that, you know, my doctor told me this and my doctor told me that. And then you get the records and, you know, it's nowhere close to that. Is that a matter of like, they didn't want to give you the bad news? They're going to tell you, they're going to sugarcoat it or it's just inaccurate, Joe? Uh, well, the things we're talking about isn't really bad news. It really is just a question of treatment and diagnosis and what limitations are and things. Interesting. It's just, uh, you know, uh, again, I, it, people deserve to be told 
exactly what you're writing down, and mm-hmm. that's why getting access to the records after they write it down, you can see. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have confidence that the doctor is going to write down accurate information right. about you, right. about your discussions, then mm-hmm. I'm thinking that uh, from my perspective, I get a different doctor. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's important now because, for instance, I'm in a situation right now, and it's not a bad situation, but I can see how this could be. Uh, we've gone through the process of going, my my wife and I go to the same practice. It's an awesome practice. Everyone's familiar with them. But there seems to be a revolving door of either retirements or people going on to other practices and whatnot. So the importance of of medical uh, records from one doctor to the next, whether even if it's in the same firm, it doesn't really matter if you're going from one doctor to that's that's a challenge in itself. But each individual doctor has to be reassessed of each a new uh, patient oh, sure. that they that, the so they have having the records being accurate is exactly. critical. Yes. Because, uh, again, the, you know, if you've ever looked at a chart. The many times the last thing, the only thing the doctor looks at is the last note in the chart, and 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 and, and again, and if they're not familiar with you, then only the last thing they saw is 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 something they might look at, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sure that's good. No, I, I'm, no. Oh, oh, remember the second time, remember two times ago when I talked about my, what I thought was a stroke? Oh, no, I didn't go back that far. Yeah, I got too many patients to take care of. Uh, what about the stroke that you thought you had three months ago or a year ago? Whatever. That's kind of important, Joe. You got to know all that stuff. Well, and again, that's the time. It's the time. And he, I mean, what he told you was the truth. I had too many patients and I can't do it. Right, right. Um, and it's just a function of, you know, that. that's, yeah. That's where we are. Yeah, no, and that's where we've been, unfortunately. Joe, before I go, I got to ask you because this is burning. Uh, I don't know what it's doing to me, but I see this really nice dirt bike or street bike that looks like a dirt bike, brand new, a couple years old at best. I swear to God, this guy's purposely leaving it in the road so someone hits it for insurance purposes. Does that make sense to you? He leaves it there parked on the street for 24 7. It's driving me nuts. Does that? Does he, have you ever come across something like that before? No. Okay. No, that doesn't make any sense because if somebody hits it, a, the odds of you catching somebody who did it isn't great, and b, you're never going to get what the bike is worth. So, uh, uh, that that makes no sense to me. Well, then then I'm completely wrong. Other than this guy just doesn't just doesn't like the, uh, the, to see his bike in one piece because it's just huh. it's just a matter of time before something happens. Hopefully it doesn't, because it's a nice bike. I'd, I'm not a biker, but I'd buy that bike from him if he doesn't want it. It looks like he's just waiting for the insurance company to take it. So you're saying if it gets hit, it won't matter at all. It will just be damaged bike. You can't get anything on it, because no one will ever stop. Oh, no, you'll get paid, but you're not going to get paid what it's worth. Oh, that's I mean, true. You know, it's, it's, it's collision coverage, and, and you know, it, you're lucky if you get if you're the, the, the value of your vehicle back. You're lucky. Um, and so... Um, and if it's only damaged, then they repair it, and all you've got is a, da- is a repaired bike. Right, right. You got and, more uh, money into something you probably don't want to begin with. What does that get you? I, I don't I, know. I, I'm, no, I, I that you know. And again, that's assuming you even can show who did it right. and when they did it. Because if it happens, especially at night, no one's going to stop and say, "Hey, I just hit your bike. Uh, I I can't stick around because I'm kind of drunk and my front hit tail light is out. Well, I got to get out of here." Uh, and you know what? For the record, Glenn Curry, yours truly, could be wrong. But it, to me, it has all the telltale signs that something's up there, just like the voting in 2020. No, just kidding. Joe, this was interesting. As always, we do this each and every Wednesday here on the Live at Five show on AM 1240. When people need to get in contact with you, sir, how does one do that? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com, and the phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Joe, thank you. As always, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, sir. Thank you, Joe. Attorney Joe Stanley, uh, ladies and gentlemen, with us here on the Live at Five show. If you want to chime in, by all means, 755-1240. And here's another programming note, and this is something I am very, very proud of. Two things. First of all, Mary Ellen Blevins, our first candidate, the accidental uh, politician. And if she doesn't want me to say that anymore, she can say, Glenn, stop saying that. But I think she'll appreciate that. She's coming in tomorrow. And then for the first time, Former ICE uh, 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 president or uh, commissioner, excuse me, uh, Mr. Tom Homan from Carthage, actually born in West Carthage, I believe he still resides there, uh, is going to be here in the Live at Five studio here on Friday, this Friday at five o'clock. And I'm really looking forward to that. And if I can't talk right now, it's because my lips, my, my, I am so dried out, it's ridiculous. But nonetheless, Tom's going to be here because he's got this big event right down the block at the Italian American Club the next night. 
about the Border 911. It's a series. It's a book. It's got a video out. And, of course, he's been an advocate uh, against uh, the, the current administration and their uh, unwillingness uh, to tackle the border. And, of course, under Donald Trump, that's exactly what Tom and his crew did. He secured the border and made sure that Americans were safe. And yet now he has a field day with the current administration, and he doesn't want to have that field day, mind you. He would love to have uh, President Trump back in office again and have a secure border. But our own native son, Tom Homan, coming in uh, this Friday. Let's go to the phones and uh, see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. What's happening? Yes. Yeah, I just wanted to speak to the story that came out about Cliff Only and the uh, Watertown paper today about um, him and Tammy Higby. Yes. Okay, that is completely taken out of context. It was me, Trina, Bill Bonner, um, who decided that we were going to house Tammy. And the reason that we did it, and then we reached out to Cliff to facilitate it, because we didn't know how to get in contact with her. The reason that we wanted Tammy to come out and to speak was to highlight the apartment wreckage. The reason that homelessness is increasing is because rents keep going up. Well, that's because of apartment wreckage. She was asked to go to a city council meeting in which she was to address, you know, that she did find a place because that was made of a Facebook Live post that everybody was talking about. Right. And just to come in and say that she did find a place and that she's working towards fixing her life and Mm. getting things done for herself as someone who was homeless and was given an opportunity. Cliff had absolutely nothing to do with it other than putting me in contact with her and doing a Facebook Live that I requested he did for her to move in. Okay, so and then she and all, that was it. Okay, and her name, her first name, what's her first name again? The, the, Tammy Higby. Okay, so Tammy was also required, I guess to some degree, to attend city council meetings. Is that true, too? No, that's not true. Tammy was asked to go to a city council meeting. Okay. She wasn't required to do anything other than get her life in order, go, and this was me, again, this was me trying to help her Tammy, you need to go and get your situation fixed. I'd like you to come to a city council meeting and address the issue that you're having. And she's done that. Every other time she's been to city council, aside from the one time I asked her to go, she's done it of her own volition. So why, why was Cliff thrown into the mix here? Why do you think that happened? Uh, why I think that happened is I think that people are trying to attack him for no good reason. I mean, this you're talking about a man who all he did was facilitate a contact. He went in, he did a Facebook Live interview with Tammy in the parking lot of Walmart. I saw it. The pavilion, or the whatever, Butler Pavilion was being closed down. They were talking about P.J. Sameo's place, and Watertown didn't want to help with that. And so I thought, well, geez, you know, here's a really good way for me to highlight the homeless problem in Watertown, apartment wreckage, the need for low-cost housing. And I reached out to Cliff, and I said, hey, can you put me in contact with that woman? Mm-hmm. Which is what he did. Yeah, the, kind of the spokesperson spoke for to, all of them, yes. I spoke to Tammy. The two of us talked. I said, look, you know, I'm willing to, out of my own pocket, pay for you to go live in an apartment that I'll find for you, three dogs and your daughter, nobody. DSS, it's a hard placement. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to facilitate this for you. Okay. In exchange, we want you to take us through what it's like mm. being a homeless person mm. who gets a second chance. Right. These are the steps that she's going to take to better herself. These are the problems that people that are on DSS and SSI or whatever else it is are facing. So I got to interrupt. So Tammy, has she been uh, up uh, at the podium? Has she been uh, given privilege on the floor every time she goes to city hall to announce to give updates on all this? Tammy, or Tina? Excuse me. Tammy, Tammy has been to city hall, and she spoke about her own issues. She spoke about drug use, which is not an issue of hers. She spoke about the challenges that people have with transportation, trying to get to their DSS appointments. She's spoken about whatever it is that she wants to. Mm -hmm. She went one time 
because I asked her to. Right. So ultimately, but here's Cliff the thing. had nothing to do with it. Well, okay. Well, Cliff is kind of like, uh, all right, so how are you? I mean, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you called up the show today, but you got to call up the Times and have them retract that or Channel 7 and you got to go on your, because right now, now, if you notice, Tina, and now Tina, now you've, you've gone back and forth it's against Cliff. Trina. Yeah, Trina, sorry, sorry. It's too many Tammies, Trina's, whoa, what the hell? So anyway, you you got to go on a little PR thing right now because right now you know Cliff is getting thrown under a bus and in some degree some he degree is. he should because of the way he acted on Monday night against our mayor and the interim uh, uh, city attorney that was d- disgusting in my opinion. But that said, so, let's take a little layoff of, of of laundry off off Cliff for now because right now he's also getting thrown into the abyss for this story. But from what you're saying, Cliff has nothing to do with this. He had nothing to do with it other than put me in contact with her and do a Facebook Live, right? which was also highlighting an issue of his. I thought this was a win-win. Everybody's going to win. The homeless woman gets a place to go. <laughs> now she can, you know, fix her life. Her and her daughter and her three dogs can, you know, get a leg up, fix their life. I get to see, you know, a good person put in an apartment, not trash it, proving a point that not all... Low-income people are bad tenants, right. you know. And I know, I know. But some to so, highlight, but, you know, his homeless issue. So it let me, was a win-win-win. Yeah, you, you. But Trina, Trina, I got to interrupt because I got other callers. But here's the thing, Trina. Some people are going to look at you as saying, like, "Well, it looks like you had some ulterior motives." What do you say to that? I don't really give a crap. <laughs> I don't really give a crap. It's my money. I'll spend it how I want. Right. I have no political finger in this. I don't even live in Watertown. Well, let me ask, but Trina, let me let me just ask you. Let me ask you this: Who doesn't want to help the homeless? What What if Tammy said, "No, I'm not going to do that"? That's fine. She didn't have to. All right, but what? If, but come on, would you? You know, she didn't have to. Yeah, but you wanted she did her to. Not have to go. She did not have to go up and and just make a statement saying she found a place. All right. Okay. You know, she didn't have to do any of that. But, you know, for them to politicize this and take advantage Tam, t- Trina, of Trina, you know it's going to be politicized. You know, one thing I have yeah, to say. Well, it's a little bit of the truth yeah. that was taken out of context. Well, and the Watertown paper should never have run the story if they didn't know the facts. You have to get a retraction. By the way, who, who did the story? How many reporters they got over there? Is Craig Fox the only reporter they have over there? I hear they have three people in that building. How do they operate that they, place? I, anyway? think, I think they also have Jeff Cole and that one girl that they send out. No, no, no. This, this, this is Jeff, no, wait, Jeff Cole works at the Times as well? He's got a gig at PBS? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just he, he, does, he does the polar bear thing? What, what, I mean, we got, we got uh, uh, Mel Bustle. He's got like 16 gigs going on at the same time. Jeepers, I think so. I think they all just try to get as much as they can. Yeah, they, yeah. Know, there's not much going on in Watertown. Oh, yeah, there's plenty going on in Watertown. Trust me. Yeah. Well, well, you know, there's a golf ball incident and all right, that stuff. Right. And, you know, um, on this issue, you know, as far as Cliff goes, I do have to defend him. What was said and what's put out there is a complete, absolute gotcha. lie of fabrication. Got it. And that Craig Fox, if he needs to get the actual facts, you got to call him up, call you, but Trina, that's not going to change. You've got to call. Listen, I got to go, but you got to call up Craig Fox. And good luck getting a retraction. Good luck, Trina. All right. <laughs> Well, that's fine. All right, Bye. I'll talk. To, I'll talk because that's not going to happen. Hi, right, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. Uh, that sounds like a lot of BS to me. <laughs> I don't um, know what to say. I know, mean, I like Trina, but I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Yeah. It sounds like the gang of four now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nobody's throwing uh, Cliff. Uh, what's name under the bus? He did that himself only. So what? what let's go, thought, let's let's talk about Monday that. night. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I listened to that, right. Glenn. Yeah, and it was the most arrogant sob I have ever heard on the city council. He performed in front of everybody, and I've told you from the start that this guy was trouble. Every meeting he disrupts. Now, if people don't believe what I have said. After Monday night, there's something really wrong with you. Right. The comments, nasty comments that he made to the uh, lawyer and to the mayor, and he would not let anybody talk. No. And then if they got a word in edgewise, he was mumbling and grumbling and talking at the same time. And I really believe 
that he his plan is to disrupt these meetings to get away from the golf course and what the three of them did to the city. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, <clears throat> like I said, this guy has led this city down the wrong path, and there's only <clears throat> one person that disrupts the way he disrupts our meetings every single week. You talk about a circus. He's the circus. Yeah, he's got a tent he's over He's the one that do, that's doing it. I, I, if, yeah, I, not to interrupt, but, I, but the, ahead, what, what, what he said about Jeff Smith, he kept on saying, you like it not using that little gavel. Them fighting words. You know that. You're a guy. I'm a guy. You know what he's saying. You're, saying, you're talking about the man's – you're putting down the man as a mayor. He's higher than you. He represents a, a higher a level of decorum. And respect with that with that gavel, and yet he belittled him in a way that uh, I I just really appreciate how Jeff Smith can hold back because I know he's that's he's incensed. Who Cliff is. Yeah. You know the way he he thinks, just like the the lawyer said or the mayor said, you think you know right. everything about everything exactly. And he it's does. Cliff Claiborne. He's got a comment about everything and to tell you mm-hmm. how to do it, what to do it, and you're doing it wrong. There's a man that has done very little in his life, and now, you know, this could be far-fetched, Glenn, but Mm -hmm. remember when he sued the city? Yeah, right, I do. Yep. And the way he talked, um, he had seven DWIs, and he said he wasn't drinking all those times, and the police were brutal to him, broke his arm, uh, dislocated his shoulder, did all this stuff. I'm just wondering... If this is his way of getting back at the city, that could be far fetched. Oh, that's yeah. But I think I'm that's just thinking the way he acts mm. as a man at a meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, total disrespect. If we had a recall system, he should be gone. Well, I mean, if there's uh, any way the city could let, do let, something let, about this guy. Well, let me interject you. Let, let me interject you, and you know where I'm going with this because, as dangerous as Cliff is, as the gang of three. And he's not as dangerous when Hickey is replaced, and, and people are predicting that because of the golf deal. And, and I like Pat and whatnot. He's not speaking up like Jeff Graham said. He should speak up now forever, hold his peace. And the only hope that Pat, Pat Hickey has to keep the gang of three, and maybe you'll agree with this, my friend, is to say no to the north side uh, pool. But you know what? He's not going to do that. He's not going to. He's not going to do that. Look, that guy, how long has he been in there? Two, on, less Hickey. than two years. Yeah, this is their second year. They started in uh, January right, of 2022. Year, the man has said nothing for two years. Well, he wanted the to open up the word, pool up at the park in May. The only, so. word he said, the only word he said is yes, along with the other two. Right. That's all he said. Right. You know, you try to talk about these people are good people and all that. They're not good people for what they've done to the city. And not to, to admit it and change course. Can't change course on the golf course. That's all done. But um, just to admit it, and you know, Mister uh, Hickey could be the nicest guy, the nice guy you've ever met. Yeah. but he's not. Well, he's gone along with these two, and he's said nothing and done nothing for the city. And he's not going to go against the pool. It's too late. No, it is for it's them to, to back up on anything. Thanks, right. Glenn. Thank you, my friend. So, what I was saying, also, what I wanted to. Uh, uh, add to what I just said earlier. Yes, um, it's a gang of three, but could you imagine? Again, I've thrown Ben Schoen's name out there, and I'm, I'm just saying that because I know Ben is a typical uh, no, no, no nonsense guy. So let's just say that Ben Schoen comes across as, as a conservative guy. It's a nonpartisan, it's, it's partisan rules as far as city council is concerned. No one cares about your denomination, but we know who's who because that's just a sensible way of looking at it. And despite the fact that Lisa is a, 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 a registered Republican conservative, she certainly doesn't act that way with, with, with the recent uh, uh, you know, uh, votes in, in city council. So let's just say that, you know, Pat is no longer there or yet another conservative takes over for, for, uh, for Sarah. So all of a sudden a gang of three turns into a, a duo of two against three others that ultimately are going to override all their, you know, their votes, not to mention the mayor, which at this point, if, if it looks the way it looks, Sarah becomes mayor of, of Watertown. This is me talking here, by the way, folks. I'm just talking out loud. So now you'll have, now Cliff will be part of a minority, but we know how Cliff's temperament was Monday night and the previous Monday and other times 
And previous to him becoming a council person, could you imagine how contentious City Hall's going to be when he becomes the minority? Now, people say, well, it won't matter. His vote won't matter. He will be outvoted virtually every time. No, he'll just double down. And if you thought decorum was disrupted on Monday night, could you imagine what it's going to look like starting January 2024? Holy mackerel. You're on the air. Hey, buddy. What the, oh, it's Big Steve. It's Wednesday. It was nice chatting with you on the phone today, Glenn. Yeah, we had a good talk. Steve and I, when we, yeah, when good, we talked, he actually said talk. goodbye to me, too, which was I had, surprising. I had a couple good talks today. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, and then you called up the hotline, uh, the hotline show with Jeff. Talked to Jeff a couple times. Yeah. Real quick, I know you're short on time. Yeah. How long has Cliff only been involved in local politics? Uh, for exactly uh, 16 months. After Monday evening, even before that, I know you don't have to look at Monday evening, but would you guess the shelf life of Cliff Olney is not going to be much longer after Monday evening watching that? Well, I know we talked about this. Uh, No, he's going to do his whole term, and there's a a strong chance. Listen, Trina basically turned her whole attitude about about Cliff. I mean, I I heard everything she said. I watched that lady's video. It's still up on Facebook, that Higby lady. And I don't believe everything that Katrina But my, here's my point about itself. Trina. If Trina can change your mind about Cliff, there's a lot of people. You, 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 you know, you got the North Side couple. We know who they are. The lovely people. They're, Cliff could, could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue like Trump, and still they'll vote for him. I wonder. Listen, listen yeah, Glenn, yeah. This Higby lady still has that video up. I know that there's people that have it right. saved just in case she takes it down. Right. Trust me, you can go there and look at it. I don't believe hmm. uh, the things that that lady was just saying on the phone. I don't know her, and maybe she was, maybe whatever, but I really don't care. No. But I'm guessing, I would guess, that if Mr. Only has, how many years does he have remaining on his uh, current? A, a year and a, a, more, a little more than a year and a half left. Uh, I, bet, I bet he doesn't make it to the end. Ah, well, I, I, I think he does. And, I, and, and here's another thing. Hickey, if Hickey wins, then you and I and, and the city might as well just, just leave and move to Chicago to a better place. You want to hear you want to hear my predictions on the real quick, upcoming real, elections? Real quick. Real quick. Sarah wins. Yeah. Uh, Hickey gets outed. Hmm. Uh, Smitty walks off into the sunset. Yeah. Cliff leaves in handcuffs, <laughs> and Lisa loses her re- rerun for a council and never sells on her house. Well, uh, all right. I got to go. But thank you, my friend. I, that's a little uh, out there. But uh, thank you. That's uh, that's Big Steve. Never says goodbye anyway. Never says goodbye. AM 1240 WE10. Watertown does make us legal. Good show. I wish we had more time. We will tomorrow with Mary, Ann, uh, Mary Ellen Blevins. Up next, CBS News. Until then, have a good uh, Where's Where it is. There it is. Is CBS News on the hour presented by Indeed.com? I'm Peter King in.